Welcome to Grace and Glory Audio featuring Pastor P.G. Matthew, Bible teacher and pastor of Grace Valley Christian Center located in Davis, California. Now here is our teacher, Pastor P.G. Matthew. Our heritage from the Lord. God honors motherhood. Everyone, whether Christian or not, who bears children, are fulfilling God's order. Without motherhood, the kingdom of God on earth is an impossibility. I want to speak about three things concerning motherhood as a divine calling. First, it is a sacred calling. It is a holy calling. If one asks the question, should everyone be married, the answer is no. Jesus wasn't married. And if someone speaks about the mandate of increase and multiply, certainly Jesus didn't do it. So the answer to that question is no, everyone doesn't have to marry. But if you ask the question, should every married couple have children? The answer is yes and no. And if they choose not to have children, I'm not here to put guilt on them. They must know what God's will is in reference to that matter of bearing children. But I said yes and no. The moment you get married, there is always a certain possibility of your wife becoming a mother. And therefore, one must deal with that issue, one must make certain that divine call before you get married. Having children is a choice. And how many children? That's a choice you have to make. And you have to pray and receive God's answer to these questions. But if one chooses to be a mother, I must say that it is a sacred calling to raise up children to do God's will on this earth. It is a divine calling for the fulfillment of which God constructed woman, God built woman biologically suited for that purpose. God endowed women with special capacity to conceive, to nourish the human life and deliver the baby. In the ancient world, pregnant women mystified the people of that time. Some magical power. And so, they worshipped female goddesses. Diana, Venus, Sibyl, Isis. Something magical about it. But Christians look upon this capacity not as some magical power, but as a divine endowment to fulfill the calling to motherhood. When a mother uses this divine capacity to bring a new life into the world, she fulfills a sacred and holy calling. God also invested in women another capacity. That is, a spiritual capacity, a capacity to mold 
the character of her child for now and for eternity. It is the mother who teaches the little child about God, about faith, about love, about truth. And you read about the mother of Moses. She instilled into Moses God consciousness, divine calling. You read about Samuel's mother, Hannah. And she instilled into Samuel such divine consciousness. This is a capacity that God has given to mothers. The mother of Jesus, Mary, did the same thing. Tremendous teaching concerning spiritual things that goes on in the early stages of our growth. Secondly, we want to let you know that it is an endangered calling. Subversive forces of pernicious philosophy are promoting personal freedom, personal pleasure, and personal success, which endangers this divine calling to motherhood. And so you see abortion taking place, and we see preschool infants are left to the care of unbelievers, and we also see people choosing not to have children because they have come under such pernicious philosophy of self-promotion, self-pleasure. This endangered calling, there are other reasons that promote this danger in this calling. First, of course, is ungrateful husbands. Ungrateful husbands who have committed themselves to material values, who, who have no conception of divine perspective into motherhood and what that stands for. And so there is tremendous lack of appreciation of a mother. And they come home and ask the question, what have you done? all day because the ungrateful husband has committed to one value which is money how much money have you made today I believe as Christian husbands we must develop an appreciation to God's calling of mother we must pray and see what how God looks upon us and learn that perspective of God and begin to appreciate on a daily basis our wives who have accepted this holy calling and are doing a holy work in terms of giving birth to children and forming them in God consciousness. And I have counsel for, for the mothers who are not appreciated by their husbands, my suggestion to you is that no matter what your husband does or does not, no matter what your neighbors say about it or not, you trust in God and he shall surely reward you and help you. There is another reason that promotes the endangering of this calling, and which is the sheer economic necessity. 
There are families where the husband and wife must work in order that they may be able to pay their bills. So they are not sinning. It is a certain necessity and we must pray for them and help them in every way. Thirdly, there is the phenomenon of single parents in modern times and they are working hard to take care of their children. They must work. There is no other way. And here again we must show compassion and not put guilt on them. And the community can also help them. And the individual single parent must trust in God who will help in that divine calling of being a mother and take care of the children. There is another reason and that is a certain professional satisfaction that comes to mothers who work in the professional world which they are not receiving by being a wife and a mother. Modern thought attributes more prestige in working as a, an employee. There's more power. There's more money, more freedom, more glamour, more usefulness. There is promotion. There is pay raise. There is the respect of peers. If that's the reason a mother chooses to work, then that person must understand kingdom priority. Molding of children's character is more important than personal happiness at the neglect of children. If that's the reason a mother goes out to work abandoning children to the care of somebody else, one must pray and seek God and see what God has to say. One must understand God's plan and purpose. God views that mother who stays home and takes care of the children in a greater way than that person who goes looking for prestige and power in the world of employment. There's a fifth reason, and that is, it is the will of husbands and parents there are certain husbands that push their wives into working. There are parents who have committed themselves to such prestige and they say, my, my daughter is working. So there's a certain pressure from the husband and from the parents because they committed to the primacy of materialism and worldly power. Well, the result, of course, is family disintegration, juvenile delinquency, teenage pregnancy, high school dropout, drug abuse, and in spite of all the monies and the glamour and the power, there is personal unhappiness and guilt. The third thing I want to speak about this divine calling of motherhood is that it is indispensable. It's an indispensable calling because mother has a singular capacity to communicate 
love, faith, self-worth, and moral values to children. Let's talk about love. The Bible says, can a woman forget the baby at her breast and have no compassion on the child she has born? Though she may forget, yet I will not forget you. That verse speaks certainly about God's unfailing love. But it also speaks about the love of a woman for her children. Psalm 27 says, Though my father and mother forsake me, the Lord will receive me. Mother, part such love to children. Mother loves her child without reservation or criticism. You can have a flat nose. Mother loves that child. It doesn't matter what physical imperfections there may be. Mother loves that child. She pours out into the child unconditional and overflowing love in words and in deeds. Let's move to another aspect, faith. Mother has a singular capacity to impart faith into the child. Faith in God. So we read in 2 Timothy chapter 1, Paul says this, concerning the grandmother and the mother of Timothy. Paul says, I've been reminded of your genuine faith, unhypocritical faith, sincere faith, which first dwelt in your grandmother Lois and in your mother Eunice. And I am persuaded now dwells in you also. From the scripture we discover Timothy's father was a Greek, was a pagan. Possibly his grandfather was a pagan. But the Bible says his mother was a Jewess. His mother was a Jewish Christian. Possibly Apostle Paul preached the gospel in Lystra and all of a sudden grandmother Lois received Jesus. And grandmother Lois goes to Eunice, her daughter, who married a pagan. Possibly he died. We don't hear anything about him. Maybe Eunice is a single parent, working, at the same time taking care of this boy Timothy. Has Eunice received Jesus Christ? And now what is Eunice and Lois doing? Possibly Eunice left Timothy with whom? With the grandmother. Oh, they are imparting to Timothy concerning God, concerning Jesus. Eunice comes home and she speaks to Timothy about Jesus. And he came to know Jesus at a very early age. And one day, Paul shows up in Lystra. He wants somebody to go with him. And here is 
Timothy. You know what Timothy means? One who honors God. The very naming was an act of faith. Here is a child raised up in God consciousness because the mothers imparted that. He's a Christian. You know, when, when our children succeeds in high school and in college and finally he comes as a lawyer, as a doctor, or as an engineer, parents feel pretty proud, isn't that true? See, all these years I worked hard. This my son, his doctor of medicine, of jurisprudence, of philosophy. There's a sense of pride about it. There's nothing wrong with that. But you see, from God's point of view, Lois and Eunice did something that heaven values. They imparted faith into this little Timothy. And there came a day when Apostle Paul comes to Lystra. He's looking for a man, for a young man to go with him. And finally, Paul chooses who? Timothy. And Timothy is going with Paul in the spreading of the gospel. You could imagine Eunice and Lois weeping. Yes, sorrowful because he's going away. But also a sense of what? Great joy of having formed the character of Timothy. Angels begin to rejoice. I say there is nothing wrong with entering into any kind of vocation. As long as you are a doctor of medicine and also a lover of Jesus. You are a doctor of jurisprudence and also what? A lover of Jesus. Or you are a teacher and a lover of Jesus. But you see in spite of the fact there was no father, the mother put into this boy real, vibrant faith. And finally he goes out with Paul to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. I pray that our mothers here and those who are going to be mothers may receive some understanding that your primary calling is to form God consciousness into this child, to impart into this child love and faith. And not only that, impart into this child something more than that, a certain self-worth by telling this child God's wonderful plan for him or for her. Son, you're God's child. God has a plan for your life. God loves you. You are precious to him. You are mighty with God. You can do all things through Jesus Christ. You are God's possession. Man, all of a sudden, that son or daughter begins to develop a sense of destiny, a sense of value, a sense of confidence. Into the marketplace, he knows that he is a man of destiny, a woman of destiny, God is with him. Whose job is that? It's 
specifically and particularly is a mother's child. Because the father is out there working. And you may have a little more time to be with that child. What about impartation of moral values? In daily life situation, mother teaches the child what is right and what is wrong. Situations begin to develop. It's a sad story that today many children has no idea of what is right and what is wrong. We speak about teenage pregnancy, high school dropout, juvenile delinquency, kids killing children, etc., etc. Why? Because they haven't been taught of a sense of moral values. But a Christian child is given that knowledge of right and wrong by parents, particularly the mother. Heavenly Father, unless we are vigilant, we could be easily overcome by the pernicious philosophy of the world that promotes personal peace, personal freedom, personal happiness. I don't care about anything else or anyone else. Lord, help us to be cleansed by your word so that we will keep the priority of the kingdom of God in mind. That we begin to attribute to motherhood the value heaven attributes to it. And we pray, O God, that, that you help us as husbands, that we may begin to appreciate what mothers are doing, forming the destiny of the nation, the destiny of the family, the destiny of the church, destiny of the community. Lord, we pray that you bless every mother and increase her capacity that she may do the spiritual job to your satisfaction by imparting into that child love Oh, how many fathers and mothers have failed to love their children. And they go around seeking love in a wrong way. Help all mothers also to grow in grace and in the knowledge of Jesus Christ that she may impart faith into the children. That we may have Timothy's boys and girls who love God with all their heart, mind, soul, and strength. Lord, help us also to sympathize and help and show compassion to those who must work and not put guilt upon them. We pray that you help all mothers to instill in the children a sense of self-worth based on God's love and acceptance. I pray that you help all mothers that they may instill in the children a sense of moral values. As they deal with everyday situation, may they teach the children how to deal with situations that will arise in their lives. Forgive us as husbands our sins, O oh God, for not understanding the fact that motherhood is a divine calling. Lord, we, we will change. 
we repent of our sin. Help us all, O Lord, to promote your purpose, to increase and multiply, as it is your will for each individual, that the kingdom of God may grow and multiply in this earth, that they may instill in the children a sense of moral values. As they deal with everyday situations, May they teach the children how to deal with situations that will arise in their lives. Forgive us as husbands our sins, O God, for not understanding the fact that motherhood is a divine calling. Lord, we, we will change. We repent of our sin. Help us all, O Lord, to promote your purpose to increase and multiply as it is your will for each individual that the kingdom of God may grow and multiply in this earth that the Lord Jesus Christ may be glorified in Christ's name we pray Amen You have been listening to Grace and Glory Audio featuring Pastor P.G. Matthew Join us next week for more transforming Bible teaching.